comes the Hot Stepper Podcast. Hey, everybody. It's uh, Cape Crisis, the comic book podcast. I'll explain that uh, in intro in a second, guys. But <laughs> I'm your host, Henry Gilbert, H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G on Twitter. And this is the podcast about comic books, sequential art, graphic novels, and other things. Uh, more other things than normal that we talk about. I'm here with Christopher Antista. Ahoy, hoy. Hey, how's it going? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> and then also our good old regular buddy, Brad Elston. Uh, I have been pooping regularly, so. Nice. Good. It was a regularity joke. Mm-hmm. Our regular. You know. Wait, I'm coming, I'm coming. God, the sounds are loading. I'll give you the a delayed audience reaction mm-hmm. to the poop joke. Mm-hmm. I have to say, this weekend. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of bathroom jokes. Speaking of bathrooms, bathroom problems. Uh, and not being regular. So this on Sunday night, we we had some fun. We went out and we went to an Izakaya place and had. And I, I'm going to blame that on this, but like, so I had, I I just ate a like a bunch of weird, uh, greasy skewer food at this uh, Japanese place, and then and drank more than I normally do. Though actually, though not as much as everybody else. And I go home. <laughs> It's a great story so far. I go home. So, I, so, on all of us. so I existed on Sunday night. I go home uh-huh. and I I go to sleep and then in my dream I'm dreaming that I'm like I'm pooping. Uh-oh. And then I wake up and I'm like, oh my god, I'm about to shit my pants. Run! 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 Like it was the Whoa. thought uh the dreaming the dream right. of pooping was really my body saying like no i i want to poop you need right. to get up yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Is that, is that it what, was that's what happens scary. every time i've dreamed about peeing is that i have <laughs> to go mm-hmm. you don't and i've wet the bed like that several times i barely made it i did have to throw away some underwear but uh oh my god <laughs> i made it to the bathroom wow i made it out of bed you really shit your pants can we no i did not you, no. sh- you squirted your pants Look, who, who knows how to define these things? I don't. <laughs> you, not, you, you brought it up. I'm not a doctor. All I'm, all I'm, I'm just trying to tell you funny stories. I can't believe like you led with a bathroom thing, and I, th- I thought for sure like we did the weirdest thing ever Saturday night. Oh yeah, we went to a, <laughs> we went to a a, a, a high school a college play in what? a basement. Right. In a basement in the Berkeley College, mm-hmm. a play called Urinetown. Oh, that was the play. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was fun. It was a fun play. It was a good. It was a good mu- it was what's, a musical. What's the plot? That was. It's uh, there's been a water shortage for centuries or whatever, decades, and decades, and th- any use of a toilet privately is outlawed. You have to conserve mm-hmm. water at maximum efficiency. The only way you can use a bathroom is these public utilities and of course there's a fine to use a fee to use them and mm-hmm. therefore you know people are poor and destitute and can't pee and you have to pay to pee and but it's really silly and very breaking the fourth wall a lot mm-hmm. and it's it was yeah, my but it was just so weird realizing because carolyn looked over and she was like what are the life choices that led us to this moment <laughs> you know, like we're in a i've been out of college for 10 years graduated mm-hmm. bachelor's degree and here i am in 2014 in a basement of a college watching 20-year-olds sing about peeing <laughs> it, well, on a Saturday night. I think the weirdest part about that... After we just shopped at a game store. Well, it was a stage, well, it was a stage production. When we bought the tickets, we, we just heard it was like they just said, it's in this room. But 
We still thought it would be like a smaller stage, not a basement. Not a basement, like, yeah. That was the problem. That was the biggest problem. Was like They weren't on a raised stage. They were below us. They so were, yeah, we when s- people would take a knee yeah. and, and act or sing, then we'd be like, I, I, at least I couldn't see what yeah, you were I couldn't see and oftentimes couldn't hear. Well, the one other problem was that I think, I don't think anybody was a bad singer, but not everybody had a strong voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, everyone was super talented. I was yeah. like, wow, this is what people actually sound like when they can sing. Like, yeah. With no modulation and, and effects. And but they didn't have microphones. They had no and mics, yeah. So we, sometimes the main character yeah. was singing, or, well, it's really an ensemble piece, but uh, <laughs> the guy wearing the Captain America shirt. I noticed that was really weird. Yeah, that he was, uh, that he had a very, he had kind of a weak voice. The, yeah. the music was drowning him out a few times. Yeah. But that was, I, I don't know, it was fun. I yeah, it was, it was fun. fun and definitely weird. And do you see, Chris, that people can come to the East Bay on a weekend night, that it is possible? Do you see that, that it can, can happen? Can you tell me why it was awful and you'll never do it again? Um, I don't think they'll never I wouldn't do it say again. never do it again, mainly because of Cineholic, the yeah. amazing vegan uh, cinnamon bun That'll place. That'll always bring you what? two over. It's a vegan cinnamon bun place that is insane. You found a healthy cinnamon bun? Carolyn's cinnamon yeah. bun place. How is that fun? How is that I wouldn't fun? say it's healthy. I'd no, say it's, it's <laughs> vegan. Like but it that's is it. vegan. And it's easy to pass. Carolyn can eat it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just like it's and it is good. It's yeah. just nice to know. Like no, see, you can totally do this. This is decadent and ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And then oh. one time we went and that guy came in and j- <laughs> just to hassle them. Like how, that's misleading. How can you even call it a pastry if there's no dairy products in it? Like sir, it's just it doesn't matter. It, it no. doesn't have eggs. How can this even be a real thing? You ain't using no dairy or eggs. How can you make a pastry? And I it's like look up the definition of pastry, and sir. Right? And, and he was just like, well, what's in it? And yeah. he's just like, one, how did you leave Kansas and get here? Why did <laughs> it might, you come? It might have been somebody's uncle who was like there for graduation But it was just like, I don't walk into like, I don't like, you know what? I don't like bubble tea. Why are you selling bubble tea over here? I, I don't even, why I got stuff in your tea? You put goo in Drink regular tea. Or or if you went to, say, Kansas and went into a barbecue place like, what, you kill all these animals? You just kill them? You know where this comes from? Do you just feed people dead flesh? What? <laughs> I never. I, I'm not a vegetarian anymore, but I never understood the constant mentality of people. I'm a vegetarian. No, you're not. Here's all the awful things you do in a week. Like, what other thing do yeah. you do where people feel the need to bring that up? Yeah. No, well, yeah. it's probably because some vegetarian somewhere gave someone a hard time. Therefore, Maybe. all vegetarians are whiny brats. Really, yeah. you're going to blame bullying vegetarians? Well, no, that's, no, but no. well, I mean, it's it's literally any point of view has assholes mm. in it. And it's like, oh, this one person said, well, I'm a vegan and therefore better. Oh, okay, so you're all stuck up pricks. But and it's you like, got leather in your shoes. Mm-hmm. Like, sir, I just, I don't eat my shoes. <laughs> yeah, well, but, I, but aren't you? <laughs> Carolyn yeah. brought this up when we were at Cineholic to me, and mm-hmm. she was saying that just like, some people get on the defensive because they think, oh, you're a vegetarian, so you're going to be preachy to me. Right. But she says that it is way more often that she has met people who, the second she exactly. even says she's vegan, they're like, what? That, yeah. was, that really? was the case with Why? Well. Yeah, Why? It, it's a it's a defend yourself, and yeah. it's like, I, oh, you started an argument here. Well, then let's yeah. have a debate. Like, <laughs> no, I just said I didn't want to eat something. Up to, okay. up to the point of the old show, it took me like fifty episodes to come out as a vegetarian because I did not want to fucking hear it. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, it's like, well, did you know? Yes, everything we do poisons the earth. I got it. Got it. Meanwhile, can you just make some informed decisions about your life? That's all yes. you got to do. Some, didn't, didn't some. ask you to do anything. <laughs> I'm trying to make a difference myself, sir. Nope. nope. Anyway. Yeah, Jim Kirk. Uh, one last thing about this. Jim Kirkman. I eat funny. my own vomit. That's how much I recycle <laughs> I my own. I smell my own farts. Jim <laughs> Kirkman has this funny joke about how she's tired of hearing vegans. Uh, not vegans. Uh, 
um, t- people who atheists, atheists mm. going like, "What? Really? You believe in God? Really? It's so crazy." And then she just goes like, "Yeah, okay, God's not real. We're all we all die alone. Cool. Can we move on and just pick yeah. a movie now?" <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> Pretty much. I agree. There's nothing nothing to hold well, you at night. I was the biggest, <laughs> most annoying atheist in the universe, and at this point, it's like, can we all just come up with a better myth? <laughs> I just don't like that one. Like and I'm okay with coming up with it. Well, then you see in your face, we all go like live Ken, in Firefly, like Ken Gillette or Ricky Gervais or Bill Maher. Like really, really. So they feel like they're fighting for something. So when you win, what mm. happens? Yeah, nobody has. That's yeah, like David, David, David Cross's thing, where he's like, "Look, uh, atheists wear green shirts and." People believe in glad we're blue shirts. We'll have a tug of war. We'll we'll duke it out. Who cares? Like no one gives a shit. Like oh, oh but yeah. So that intro I said where we sang a bit of Hot Stepper. Uh, it was inspired by this uh, new Spider-Man commercial for Evian. Ah uh, yeah. That is uh, the baby thing. The baby. So this wasn't something I realized, but apparently in 2013 there was a very popular YouTube commercial for Evian that had a baby, a dancing baby with a guy. Like I remember the baby CG. that was on skates. Yeah, I saw that commercial all the time that in was, Japan. That was like 20... When, I was in Miami uh, when I saw that the first time. In 2012, I saw it went on trains in Japan. It was yeah. this continuing thing of like roller skating babies. So that was but, 2011 uh, that was going on here. Yeah, I, but... I remember that much. But that wasn't, that was kind of a popular commercial. But then in 20, maybe it was 2012 even, but more recently there was a dancing baby commercial where a dude meets a baby and then they double dance together and the baby's copying all his moves. Right. Over 20 million vi- views. Now, uh-huh. uh, as a tie in for the uh, European launch of The Amazing Spider Man 2, Man, what the fuck? Spider Man looks and in. And the release of water. Spider Man <laughs> looks. Looks in a mirror, or like in the mirror image of a building, and he's hanging upside down, and he sees a baby-sized Spider-Man hanging upside down too. Yeah, and, and then, they, and then they dance. Off. He starts noticing that they mirror each other's actions, and then they start dancing. Set to the song "Hot Stepper," but a slight remix of it. Here comes the hot stepper, turn around. Now I'm the lyrical dancer, turn around. Oh, the song from Fern Gully. Don't let me like me, that. Turn around. I believe it's Prada Porte. Yeah, it was in Pret-a-Porter, the, in, the in, shitty Robert Altman out. film. Who could forget? It's in well, Ferngully. Come on. I remember Pret-a-Porter. It's a remix of that. I remember Pret-a-Porter because <sighs> they advertised it all the time on E, mainly with, like, it had, like, an hour-long thing on it, mainly because E! News is in the movie. And That's right. right. Back when E! was um, for, not for only gay people and not, not mainly women. But uh, but anyway, yeah. So the there's hot- this commercial and you don't like it. Why? It was a, well, it's just silly. It was silly. It was a very silly commercial. Wow, I could get through the show this fast. Don't do Man. that. We don't have a lot of stuff. You're to gonna talk cut about. this up. All right. So what, no. are, what are we reading? Portion is pretty bad for me. Yeah. No, look, I'm just saying it was a funny. I thought it was a funny, stupid video, and I also definitely thought when yeah. I heard the song "Hot Stepper" was was like. I feel like that was barely a hit in America. Like mm-hmm. it was definitely a Euro music song. So then. Dab in there, I was like, oh, this very European Spider-Man stuff, which I don't think you're, I don't think Euro trash and Spidey mix. I think but I, I brought it up last week, and you guys shot me down. I'm like, this is the difference with the movies that Marvel doesn't control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't feel like you'd see. It. Well, did you guys jump? There on was Captain America week? on this Canada Dry, but, uh, but was it Captain America? Or did like a shield fly in, or they use footage from the movie and then sort of 
Well, I mean, they literally had a picture on the Canada Dry cans. Right, it was on the yeah on the, the Canada Dry can with Captain America on it, which was like that's hilarious. It's a little silly, but it was. Well, you didn't see Hulk e- eating Doritos in a commercial. Or yeah, something. whereas like the X Men have been eating Carl's Jr. and Spider Man is swinging around yeah, the Postal it, Service. But and, this is mm-hmm. not just the character; it's the guy. It's the guy who is the character. Well, that's the great thing with an overall body costume like Spider Man. Yeah, that it can be anybody. You don't got to pay Garfield. Garfield. I, I get that they're supposed I to, to say Andrew Garfield, and I just said Arfield. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so it's a commercial that's stupid, like whatever. But it's, as it's you fine. pointed out, the costume, uh, the costume, it just refer- affirmed how much I love the Amazing Two costume. It looks mm-hmm. great, and big ass eyes, those huge eyes, and just very emotive. But then also, mm-hmm. like whoever this stunt person they had dancing or whatever, the mm-hmm. dancer is like the baby. A lot of the movements were very Spider-Man, like that yeah. uh, when he when he's upside down and like just tilts his head sideways and mm-hmm. like the way he just he just looked like a very lithe. Yeah, when uh, I was watching it, the word the show hasn't seen yet. Yeah. When I was watching it, I was I was thinking, why is Spider Man in this stupid stuff? But I wasn't thinking that guy doesn't look like Spider Man. Yeah, I was I, it, yeah, like for whatever for what that's worth, it really did feel like th- that's a compassable real world Spider Man dancing mm-hmm. to a cartoon baby. Yeah, it's it's just sucks that. Amazing. However, it didn't make me want to buy any water, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm more of a Dasani man. It's anyway. right in the sink. I don't know if they <laughs> I don't know if they know that or not. I love but. my Coke water. Can you believe this bottle of water? What's the deal with that? Dasani is the worst. I did have an excuse to say why don't they make the black why they make the plane out of black box this right. week. <laughs> anyway. Uh yeah, comic books we've read. Let's talk about this. I actually caught up on uh I read She Hulk three mm. and Ghost Rider two. Mm. Uh, Man, are those all out? Yeah. Well, they came out last week. <laughs> uh, so I read them like over the weekend. But uh, the second issue of Ghost Rider was actually, I thought it was really good. Oh. And it delivered more on the premise that the first one set up. And I'm really irritated that those things charge you $4 to not deliver anything. Uh. But whatever. Um, I just, man, I just wish they could find some new way to deal work this mm-hmm. industry. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, it's just not good to anyway. Yeah, it is. But the second issue was uh, was actually really cool. Uh, it's like right out of the gate, like mm-hmm. it's Ghost Rider in the, in, yeah. the, in the car going nuts, and it really did echo uh, kind of the opening moments of the '90s Danny Catch thing, which is just like Ghost Rider coming back into the world and like beating the hell out of people pretty viciously. Yeah, the Trad is his name. The guy who does the art from Luther Strode. Sorry, I don't, I don't remember that guy's name. I think it's Trad. It's, I uh, believe you. It's great. It's yeah, the art's the art is amazing, and it gets the sensation of motion. Yeah, and the sensation of the fire that's constantly spewing out and around of Ghost Rider <laughs> is really cool. It's this weird mix of like, like coming out of his nostrils at one point. It's like coming out of everything, <laughs> and but it's just such a weird look. And then it ends with like Ghost Rider finally talking back to the kid and just like. Where his kid's like, "What am I?" And then the, his reflection finally talks, and he says, "What are we?" And then you're like, "Okay, that's pretty cool." But it was good, and it's a good and, Christian Bale Batman. It, yeah, <laughs> what, yeah. Uh, but it was what are we? It was a great like. Uh, it reminded me a little bit of the '90s when I first discovered Ghost Rider. Um, I think. I mean, I I had number one pretty early on. I think the first issue I bought as it came out was 13 or 14 with Johnny Blaze coming back. Hmm. Um, but I Andy caught, Hubert drawn. I think so, right? Yeah. He was the he was the artist in the the right after pretty much around that in Spirits of Vengeance they had the Spider Man crossover. Those were the yeah, issues I read because Ghost Rider four it was 15, 16, 17. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Spider Man was six and seven. That's why I thought it was oh, weird because okay. it was six and seven and then sixteen and seventeen. Um, but yeah, and it also was the villain is Mister Hyde, 
which mm-hmm. is, I think that's Ghost Rider number four from mm-hmm. the uh, Danny Ketch days, was this, Mr. Hyde, and that was a great, like... Is this the know. same Hyde who's, like, he's fought the Avengers a few times, he's been... Uh, that's what I don't know. I don't know the status of Mr. Okay. Hyde, per se, but, I mean, he was a ghost, he was a ghost Rider... He had a moment in the early issues, okay. uh, and it's just a chance to let him beat up people who weren't... Mm-hmm. I don't know. They set him up as a big villain, of course, and Ghost Rider will undoubtedly kick the crap out of him, mm-hmm. but... It's just neat not knowing, is this the Spirit of Vengeance? Is this the same Ghost Rider? Is it an offshoot? Is Does he play by the same morals? Or, I mean, I don't, like, mm-hmm. is he out to do the penance stare and make people feel the pain they've inflicted on others? Oh, or, no. Like, Wait a second. I think I need a little background of Ghost Rider, uh-huh. if we're going to talk about it like this. Okay. Uh, it's not It's not as important to you that the Ghost Rider is the same person. Well, that's what I don't know. But well, whether his power comes from the same place. Well, yeah, because the Ghost Rider, the Spirit of Vengeance, mm-hmm. is a recurring thing. Yeah, but like, can you give me a little background? I, I guess I'm not. I, I don't uh, know if I've well, ever heard this issue. Uh, so I get kind of muddled. But the general thing is, uh, fuck, how does this work? There's like a demon named Zarathos, and <laughs> very specific. No, how are you so his far? Name. Yeah, yeah, but I don't remember. Is he Ghost Rider? Or does he curse someone? Or I don't know. But then it all goes back to the '70s with Johnny Blaze, and like he he, he makes a wish, and Mephisto gives him this demon power, and that's Zarathos. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But, but it's to carry out some act of revenge. On but basically, people. the spirit of vengeance is goes in as far as the Danny Ketch stuff, and basically the popular image of Ghost Rider, which that really defined. Mm-hmm. Even you know whatever that's what he looks like in even Marvel mm-hmm. Marvel Three, like that's the look. He is tied to the Mar like he's tied to the '70s. He's the '70s dude. Yeah. Yeah, but kind of basically, he's, he's just he, he goes around, he beats people up. Uh, yes. He doesn't really. I don't think he really aims to kill anyone. Mm-hmm. But his whole bit is the pendant stare, which is he grabs you, beats the crap out of you, and then he looks at you in the eyes, and his eyes glow, and his power is making you feel all the pain you've ever inflicted on other people. Mm-hmm. And then that's why it's a, a, a vengeance thing. It's like he's not out to kill you. It's just it's just justice. It's like so when he catches someone some murderer mm-hmm. and then he makes him kill and makes you feel all the like pent up remorse and anguish you would have about all the damage you've dealt mm-hmm. yeah and so one of the great twists came when he did it to somebody I don't remember who it was Blackout or Death Watch or Dark Dark or whoever it was <laughs> um, Dark and they didn't it had no effect because well, the, the guy was like I don't feel bad at all about what I've done yeah see that's what I was going to complain about with uh, I feel like it's an overused thing in, in Ghost Rider's comics. At this point, it is. Well, because it's when you write a character who's like, well, what's his power? He can make anybody feel anything he wants. Like It's same with this, like, oh, we have a mind-reading character. And then you put them in a story where, like, well, this guy can't read this guy's mind or else there's no story here. Okay, then that guy has mind-reading blocking power. Right. And you just have to keep doing it. Like, that was uh, the ultimate Ghost Rider in, uh, in the Ultimate Avengers book. I never even read that. Uh, he basically is the same deal, except he's collecting souls for the devil, mm. and uh, and then when he fights—that's my perception of him. When he fights Ultimate Punisher, mm-hmm. he can't do anything to Punisher because Punisher just like I'm a devout Catholic. I totally I I'm doing this for the right reasons, and it didn't work on him then either. So uh, I don't mind when they do it once with a, a pivotal moment, mm-hmm. but it's when like you keep contriving reasons why the penance there doesn't work on people. Yeah, that's when it's like. Bloop. One of my favorite things about Dare, about uh, Ghost Rider, the one that where it finally clicked for me was it was in one of the Jason Aaron books. When uh, which, like which um, that was the one where he was fighting um, the other guy. Danny Ketch was fighting the the second Ghost Rider, and uh, what? 
man. Like 90s, 2000s? No, this is like early 2000s, mid-2000s. Uh, written oh, by Jason Aaron. The 2006 one? I think so, yeah. With but, the text area covers? Yeah, Okay, yeah. yeah, that was a good, the first like 10 or 12 were really good. Yeah, and it had a scene in it where, so it's all this like Southern Gothic stuff, right, Chris? And so it's Southern Gothic and they're like, oh, this is Dead Man's Road. But actually, like, Dead Man's Road is full of these, everybody else who's died there becomes like these trapped souls that then pull people into the road and I kill remember, them too. And then, so it was just this cool situation where we set up this horrifying, like, this is worthy of a horror film. This is like a B-horror film type deal. Mm-hmm. And then Ghost Rider shows up and kicks their ass. And I was like, yeah, that's what's cool. Seeing this demon fight other <laughs> demons with his demon powers. Like, mm-hmm. that was a neat thing I couldn't see in other comics. And that's like, what the first, the 2006 era Ghost Rider, like the first, it starts with this idea of, like Satan or some, I think it was the devil. Like it's split into six hundred and sixty-six pieces, and Horror it's like, boxes, please. and it's Ghost Rider is like, well, I have to go fight each individual shard of him and kill him forever. Mm-hmm. And it's like that's a cool premise. Got it. And individually, they're weak enough that Ghost Rider can fight them. But then when like some of them get closer to each other, they get exponentially stronger. So like, okay, that's neat. Mm-hmm. But then I mean that. Yeah, they, do, they cannot commit to that, and he ends up blowing up a baseball stadium full of them. <laughs> well, Ghost Rider <laughs> comics are never popular enough to sustain yeah. themselves for more than 20 issues. Yeah, and even the 90s one, it's it's a great ride, no mm-hmm. pun intended, for like the first literally 25. And you're like, this was cool. You get to see things like Doctor Strange and Nightmare and all these weird mystical beings and a side mm-hmm. of the world you don't get. Spider-Man swings by, Darkhawk thumbs up and craps himself like it's fine, and then... They did Rise of the Midnight Suns, and then Venom got involved, and it's just like, what happened? And then it's over. It's just forget it. Anyway, uh, and then you she, she I really was hoping you had no answer so I could play this sound Michael left on the soundboard. Why? Yeah. Ghost Rider, but we got a really legitimate answer. From yeah, I'm probably messing some of that up, but uh, I'm I sure the commenters will let us know. Yeah, mm-hmm. please do. They're probably wrong. I'll say that. Um, and then She Hulk 3 just continued the you know usual fun, irreverent Shit. stuff that She Hulk is good for. I forgot what uh, was happening with her. Uh, her and Patsy Walker, a.k.a. Hellcat, opened up a law firm. Okay. Oh, uh, interesting. See, I was reading the slot ones at the same time as that one. Uh, and those are good, confused. too. Uh, no, those She-Hulk 1, 2, 3 were good. And then I'm still reading Avengers Academy. No, Avengers Arena through Marvel Unlimited because... Mm-hmm. I like Arcade, and he has, I, realize, I didn't realize that's what that comic was about. So Yeah, Arcade is cool. I, I think uh, I read the next of uh, Zero Year because I was trying to get caught up on that. And Batman? Yeah. Oh, okay. We don't talk about DC comics, man. <laughs> I, I refuse. I wanted to. Hear. to. I, Animal Man's done, so mm-hmm. I got nothing. It's against like, the rules. I read Batman. Like I tried. I tried real hard. Um, well, I would. I will promote again whatever that Superman thing Chris recommended. Adventures of Superman. Mm-hmm. What was that? Mm-hmm. The two. Not Adventures of Superman. You can't miss the two covers. The it's, two. The, the ones with Joker on it, digital only. They're yeah. super good. Ninety-nine cents each. Mm-hmm. Written well, by uh, Max uh, Landis. Max yeah. Landis. So I read. Uh, uh, formerly uh, DC Digital Comics, now digital, now DC Print Comics, Batman sixty six. I read that, which uh, no, uh, which you know are said in the Adam West years, and then you know of course there was a Superior Spider Man thirty one, which you guys haven't read yet. Huh. No, but, uh, no, I didn't realize it came out today. But I will say about thirty one, not spoiling anything, but I I, I do think. Uh, it was wrapped up a little too tightly, maybe, or it all just felt like 
Okay. All right. He's back. Got there was, it. Let's, well, let's that's, this it, up. it was a super strong premise that kicked off. I think we talked about this before, and we yep. talked about it all last year. Like, it's so great. <laughs> and it was. It really yeah. was. It was way better than it had any right to be, and it was a ton of fun to read, but it is one of those foregone conclusions. Mm. You know going in, this has an ex- expiration date, and it's going to be timed with a movie, and it's all extremely transparent, and it's a little cynical. So when it gets to like number twenty eight, you're like, I get it. Just wrap up the damn story. Like mm-hmm. I know, I know you want to, and actually, I know you have to. Mm. Yes. You have no choice but to wrap. So it was. There's just this kind of like, yeah, he's back. Okay. Whereas <laughs> if it was just still Doc Ock, I'd probably be, feel a little bit more invested mm-hmm. because knowing that it was, you got you got fifteen months maximum. Having Peter back, I was I was like. I did want this, but now it just feels meh. Like Classic back. internet commenter. Yep. I know. Yep. <laughs> you know you got, got what you want, and now... Oh, well, no, are you no, happy no. Daniel Bryan's champ, or is he old now, too? <laughs> I do like Daniel Bryan being champ. Will you like him next month? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Probably not. Maybe Batista would have been better. <laughs> Boo, yeah, but now Batista. he's evil. The star... Well, now it's the evolutions back together. That's exciting, right? That, that is, is kind of exciting. Mm-hmm. I you actually get... bothered to watch the WrestleMania 20 Goldberg... Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. That's one of the greatest matches ever. I, I Goldberg-Brock Lesnar. It's the one of the worst things I've ever seen. Really? Why? It's hilarious. The... They, the people, it's both of their last matches before they leave WWE. And everybody everyone, knows. Everyone knows it. They're booing both of them, and Stone Cold is the ref. And it's just funny. Cause <laughs> and they're like, just so confused. They, like, circle each other for three minutes. They don't do anything. Yeah, and their moves are boring, and it's it's a bad it's a it's bad a match. shit match. And then Goldberg wins, and he <laughs> leaves. But and then Brock gets up, he gives everybody in the audience the finger, which I feel like was not scripted. He's just like fuck all of you, and then and then Stone Cold stuns him too. It gives him a stutter, <laughs> and everybody because he knew like I bet once the match started, like Stone Cold's got it hit both these guys with a stunner just so we can get the audience back on our side yeah did you watch the Benoit match if you were watching 20 no I skipped straight to that oh. I just I really wanted to watch something awful <laughs> well the Benoit match is really good you know except for I heard he murdered his family well you know that doesn't happen that night that was just... <laughs> alright uh, sorry I mean that's a, that's the cheap podcast preview yeah there you go <laughs> also I uh was really into Miyazaki this weekend. Mm. I was really getting into it. And then uh, I was just doing a lot of studying up on him and his career. And I always forget that he was a very accomplished manga artist. And so I I started reading some of his other stuff. Uh, the Nausicaa books the Nausicaa, are yeah. very good. Nausicaa. The, I, have the, I have the super duper giant collection, which is harder to read. But uh, just because it's unwieldy, it's mm. very big. But uh, it's a good book. It's, it's really unwieldy and backwards. Well, no, it's the right. It's the way the writer intended it. Like, yeah, the writer, <laughs> the way he drew it. Fortunate enough not to speak American. He drew that character. Look, if it was in his art, if it was his artistic uh-huh. vision that that character is right-handed, they it is wrong to flip it and make him left-handed because that's not the way you Miyazaki drew it. Mirror image the pages to put them in a. That's different how order, you do that. Yes, you mirror the page. Oh yeah, I guess you would have that's to. That's the, the technique. Yeah. Oh, I know more about comics than you. It would turn out. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. For connecting pages, though, only. No, you mirror the pages. That's how it works. That's if you're doing it, it the simplest way possible. Any, anyway. This was, you don't, re- you see, you you weren't reading manga back in the day. <laughs> Still won't. The, Here we go. Of the, of the flipped versus not flipped war. Here yeah, we go. Really. It was a big were you deal were, that people were flipping the comics. Welcome to I Were was, You Aware with Henry I was, Gilbert. I was too busy being in the, in the pussy commentary. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like, it was a big deal that Marvel published Akira in America, but they uh-huh. colored every page and they flipped it. And mm. everybody's like, they actually did a very good job with the coloring, but lots of people swore it off. They're like, I don't want to read Akira this way. This isn't the way uh, Katsuhiro Imo- Otomo wanted to draw it. Did you read anything else? Nah. It did not flipped. Yeah, I know we never want to talk about what I'm reading. I'm going to start. Well, wait. I, I'm going to start reading Donald Ducks. Yeah, those, those Donald uh, Duck Volume Six. Book. Yeah. The... Do you not have Donald Ducks? Yeah, on the soundboard. Oh, fuck. I, I can look for it. Yeah, until then. That's but okay. But yeah, it's it's called the Trail of the Unicorns. Just another collection of good old fashioned Carl's Barks adventures. I thought it was Trial of the Unicorns. <laughs> yeah, it's the six part Trial of the Unicorn. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, that's it, Chris. You, um, did, you said you didn't read anything. No, I, I thought I didn't, but then like I remembered, we talked last week, and everybody was saying you need to catch up on Invincible immediately. Oh yes, you did read. Yes, I did yeah. read uh, the Invincible stuff. What did you think of that scene? It was. <laughs> it's. Do we know what the scene is? Wait, did we not talk about? Yeah. No, I said I didn't want to spoil it last week, and Chris hadn't read it yet. Oh wait, we talked about did it. You, we in talked. Person. Me, yeah, oh, we. Okay. Without Chris on uh, in Berkeley, we talked mm. about it. That's what I'm. What did you about. guys say about it? I, I mean, like I don't feel one thing one way or another. It was about a it. shocking scene. No, we talked, yeah, anyway. and it also seemed like a scene well, that about it here, right? that if you. No, I'm saying we did. That's why I got confused. Yeah. So we talked about it last Thursday yeah. night at the thing we did. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I think if it was a scene where you reverse the genders, it would have been. Uh, people would have had way more of a problem with it. I think. Oh, of course. Yeah. Uh, was, yes, Invincible was raped. Uh, yep. Yeah, that was. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> it was oh, female. It was female on male. It was great. One of the Viltrumite women. Uh, who under, is stronger than him? Who is well, probably yeah. Yeah. Uh, the oh, she man, kicked it's, his it's, ass. It's so hard to explain where that. Like basically, it's like if the Kryptonians were a bunch of Nazi assholes, uh, yep. wanting to overtake every planet. They all wear mustaches and think they're the greatest. And Invincible is half one of them, and his dad is now their king, and it's like, all right, we're going to live in peace on Earth, but our race is dying out. If you could please breed with as many Earthlings as possible mm-hmm. so we can keep the bloodline going. We are superior to these people. He, didn't, he doesn't say it like that, but like we don't want our bloodline to die out. Uh, and she's like, well, I don't want to breed with these fucking muggles. And she just, she just comes across him, and she's like, so yeah, put it in me. Like no, I'm a, like and all Invincible is most to me is mostly about is is how he balances ridiculous problems. At least in the later later series, is how he's balancing these ridiculous comic book problems with the mundanity of having a baby with a woman, mm-hmm. and how that's he wants that to be peaceful. But ah, my nemesis is in another dimension, honey, honey. Honey, I have to go. And, and well, so, I like when he's just like gone for like seven months. And he's, he's gone like, for yeah. seven months. People do disappear for seven months. It's I love Invincible so much. I do think it's playing with a bunch of comic tropes at the same time and dealing with them as if if any of us had gotten superpowers overnight and had to visit dimensions in the Marvel universe, we wouldn't do it with unflinching faces as if that were nothing. And that's mm-hmm. it's never treated like nothing in the Invincible universe. Like, how the fuck did you think you could go away for seven months? I don't care what you did. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so she forces himself herself yes, on him. Yes. Yeah. Which is silly. It's a really long But scene. as a man who kind of had that happen to him. <laughs> One, mm. it was great. Uh, I didn't want to do it, and it got pushed upon me. But it is still like, I did have to give myself over at some point. Like, well, this is just happening. You know, somehow and it's not the same. I don't know. It's, it's Exactly. I don't think it's the same at all. And it's it's kind of hard. Like, 
if you're really that, well, that's more a man. Yeah, and I feel like we shouldn't have talked about this. Why? Honestly. All right. It's it. I, I think to some, they, there is no analog there for like rape and, and when you swap the genders. Mm. I don't think there's. I don't think it's the same situation. Yeah. Well, if she'd strapped on something, maybe it would have been. Yeah, but I guess. I guess maybe. Yes, I guess. Well, I, I mean, guess. that's also how that what the Michael Crichton book disclosure starts, where a woman she gives him a blowjob and he didn't want it, something like that. Yeah. But yeah. it is it is tragic. It doesn't happen to men a lot, but it do, it doesn't count. And I I'm totally in that camp. It like it, yeah. I, at, at the end of the day, I didn't want to do that, but I still had sex. High five! High five, everyone. Uh, that's a very man thing. It it is, but it's like it's still it doesn't feel as tragic as the other way around it really doesn't mm-hmm. I, and I don't know why but the, the implication here is that she's like this doesn't always take the first time <laughs> I'll be back <laughs> and, and so that we have more of this to look forward to more rape sequences and invincible well yeah it was, it was more the dialogue that made me uncomfortable mm-hmm. too and it of just her going like he says no I don't want this she's like I don't care what you want this isn't about what that you was, want that was and then she simple. holds him down like mm-hmm. that was but she you does know overpower him. It wasn't her convincing him and just being aggressively convincing. Like, she was stronger than him, so she got on top of him. Like, that was the deal. But you know what? I think it was kind of clumsy. Well, yeah, it was. And I don't think Kirkman handled it as crazy. It was, but. but if it gets two of their readers to stop raping, and we've all read about images demographics, <laughs> <laughs> then it did its job. Then it did its job. Oh, right. I mean, it's supposed to, I mean... You get into what, like how Alien is more of a a male rape uh, it was analog, a- where it's like that's part of the reason it was so creepy. Mm-hmm. Is like mm-hmm. this thing it, forces it, you. It, 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 it was like the first instance of like mm-hmm. a popular film being able to like show a man mm-hmm. like no, this is what it's like. This thing forces itself on you in you mm-hmm. and take your and, life force and and puts a thing in like and can it result in the thing in you that blah 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 mm-hmm. but it's like that's why it's so horrific and like for a brief moment did you understand what it's really yeah, like you should acknowledge that all men should acknowledge like that's like the scariest movie ever that's part of the reason why yeah it's part of the reason is like it is a thing that well, it's also it's just full of dicks. Like I mean, that's that too. The, it, it is, and that's intentional. Like, yeah, that's, no, but it does. Yeah. It does. It is, it is forced procreation and pregnancy is put upon a man, mm-hmm. which yeah. you can't do without a xenomorph. Or, that's the power of science fiction. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, do you think I'm handling this indelicately, Henry? Why are you yeah, like, I, I want to move on. It veers in and out. It's, it's, yeah. It's 50-50. These, these, these are the views expressed by Chris Antista, an not topic, the K-Price's like, podcast. Was I, I don't recall myself being offensive at any point. No, no. I'm just covering my bases here. But what do you have to say about it? Yeah, I just felt uh, I felt it was more sensationalistic than anything. Did it you just, read it? it? Like a, I read those pages. I didn't read the book. I did read the pages. It, it does seem... And I was like, it's it's a bit much, and I wonder what the point of it was. It was the same with, like, in... Um, I, I I think back to what Carolyn wrote once in a review that for a, a video game that had a, a rape joke in it, as she classified it, and she said, like, if you're going to have a rape joke in your game, it better be goddamn hilarious. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I feel that way just with, like... It is, I mean, it is some, it, I, I don't want to say never tell a story about anything if you think you can tell it, but do know that it, you better do a damn good job if you're going to use it. Like, and so, or else people, 
I think I have the right to go like, well, why I mean, the fuck did you have well, like... What? I haven't yeah. been plugged into the reaction yeah. at all. Like, what is the no, reaction? No, people, I don't think people are having a reaction about it, honestly. I, it's, not, it's not a terrible reaction. Like, I think the, rea- the non-reaction is the story that people are like, oh, it's a woman It's incredibly man. typical for... Well, no, I don't think it's that. It's incredibly typical for Robert Kirkman, especially, of Walking Dead fame, to do the worst thing possible. He does shocking shit. Well, I mean, what the... F- well, shit, man. What he does to Michonne mm-hmm. in in the in the first 50 issues. Like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. Like, uh, and, and so what has happened here is Vincible had to go take care of a problem, accidentally ends up in another universe for seven months, come back. His pregnant wife is like, I don't want anything to do with you. Get the fuck away from me. He's like, no, we can work this out. We can work this out. And she's like... We're not going to work this out. This is never changes. Get the fuck out of my house. He's like, I'm leaving. I really like to talk about this. Thinking like, oh, God, I know I can I have to make this right for my... And then gets fucking not only raped outside, but threatened that it'll happen constantly while he's trying to get back. It's the worst <laughs> thing that could happen to him while he's trying to get back together mm-hmm. with his significant other. Yeah, I guess the, the bigger implication is how it's dealt with beyond this like mm-hmm. is it kind of forgotten the next issue or does this no it's very clearly going to come back right again. like yeah. it's like as long as it's not this trivialized you know it'd be sensational if we had the rape issue but and it is, then it's it, like okay well does this actually factor into a larger story mm-hmm. if so then well then the same something okay. i hated i didn't like an identity crisis mm-hmm. that like that dr light raping uh the wife of, Pla- of elastic man was like a plot point that i felt it was just like too it was too far, and for no reason just to be like, how grim and gritty are we? Oh, this happened. You thought Dr. Light was a goofball? Well, he raped somebody. I was just like, <laughs> Jesus. Like, it, this doesn't... They think that it makes it more... That it makes it more mature to have a dark scene like that in it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't equal the same thing. Mm-hmm. All right, but anyway, enough of that shit. I can talk one more thing. Say one more thing. About, well, no, right. when we get back. When we okay, get back, when we get back, Chris will say one more thing. I'm assuming we're going to talk about the Days of Future Past trailer, which was fucking awesome. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about some news involving comicsology. We're going to read a lot of comments about Captain America that you guys had to say. And other things on the other side of the break. everybody welcome to the break of cave crisis episode 88 and uh, just a quick warning before i forget in the next segment we talk more about winter soldier so again if you have yet to see it you're going to hear some spoilers so go and see it already be like everyone else on planet earth who's seen it by now uh but anyway thanks for listening and if you like us and want to help us out there's a lot of ways you can do it and and the first step is going to lasertimepodcast.com when you go there on the left side of the screen, you're going to see a button for PayPal. There you can just do a, you know, just a regular old, you know, hand us $5, we're done kind of deal. And just be done with it. And be like, there, I support him. I don't feel guilty anymore. And because you should feel guilty for all this free entertainment. Uh, yeah. Or right below that, you can click on the t-shirt store and you can buy a Laser Time t-shirt. Help us out. Or you could buy something on Amazon from one of the Amazon links that's on the right side of the screen. Just click on that, buy anything through that link, and you can send a little bit of money our way. Also, on iTunes, uh, if you're, be sure to subscribe if you're not and give us some more reviews. I saw we've gotten some good recent reviews. And not all of them complain about us talking about Man of Steel all the time. And look, I'm sorry. I do talk about it too much. I'm going to try to not talk about Man of Steel as much. I know I did talk about it in this episode, but I barely did. I barely did. And also, 
Uh, oh, yeah. It's time for the Hank's Corner pick of the week. And you know what? I'm in a very Miyazaki mood, so I'm going to suggest once more the Nausicaa uh, collection uh, of all the comics, the super-duper hardcover collection from Viz of every issue of the Nausicaa manga that... Hayao Miyazaki drew. He is a he is a machine that he directs all these motion pictures, and when he directs them, he redraws the shit out of them. He is a drawn machine, and then in between those films, he then draws manga. He cannot be stopped. I I hope he never dies. And that is uh, so. Yeah, you can buy that through the link on this week's episode on LaserTimePodcast.com. Go to. Cape Crisis 88 episode on that page and you'll find a link to buying that book on Amazon along with a bunch of other books that we talked about this week that you can purchase and help out the site and now back to the rest of the Captain America spoilers Avengers Assemble No place to hide X Men. Oh man, we should play that to come in. The, yeah. the Pride of the X Men theme yeah. song. Right. Come in your way. Hey everybody, we just watched the X Men trailers for uh, the Days of Future Past and. It looked really cool. Like it looked like it had a lot of neat action moments, but as we picked apart at that ball of yarn on it, it's oh. I, well. I'm saying I, it's a trailer. Like you can't mm-hmm. explain. I I am betting there will be better explanations in the movie, but I just feel like oh, he's in a wheelchair. No, he's not. That guy's beast. What? No, he's not beast. He, he had blue skin at the end of the last movie. What? what? Like it? It is moving all around, but what did they were they going to stop in the trailer and explain all those things? No, no like of course, no, of course. But it's not. still it, like they didn't ever once hint what the plot was really going to be, other mm-hmm. than time travel. And this and was the all time. the plot. It was and explaining yeah. everything. I feel like now we've seen where the final fight takes place. Like mm-hmm. it's got to be at that uh, stadium. The, the stadium, yeah. That, that stadium closely, shot was great. Mountain Dew. It was Dew. great. Mountain Dew. Mountain and on the, Dew. on the side, this Bud's for you. Yeah. The first this Bud's for you advertising. My eyes were drawn right to the Mountain Dew. <laughs> I, I'm sure that was intentional. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> of course. Well, yeah, I mean... Do you, I, do you want to buy a Mountain Dew? It's not... I mean, it, it wouldn't be fair to mock Man of Steel for having a ton of product placement and to not make fun of this, too. Mm-hmm. And uh, Product placement is just fucking everywhere. No, I know. I'm not, I'm like, not saying like, oh, that, they wanted it, therefore it's okay. I'm saying like, there's a reason no, why that Mountain Dew sign sticks out so much. I, they must go to a Carl's Jr. or a Hardee's. In, oh, boy, in they school. will. They so very much. Wait, somebody will. On that, did I, Quicksilver not look less stupid for one second? No, he didn't look. He, did, he looked moving less around. stupid. He did look less stupid there. Mm-hmm. Though I feel like he is supposed to be Mag's son, but the mm-hmm. age... Uh, uh, age is a little wet. Age doesn't make as much sense. And that he's got like uh, 1990s pacifier raver, raver goggles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's, it's a weird design. So it's, look, every, here's the thing I've learned about when Brian Singer directs the mm-hmm. X-Men, is that every character is 30% more gay. And so <laughs> that... It's just what happens. Even like they are, I, even if they are written heterosexual and they are, are heterosexual in the plot, like they all dress gayer and everybody represents like some something about the homosexual life. Like it's just it's what he adds to the films. Like that's his, that's kind of his thing. When movies are projected on screens. Uh-huh. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyway, <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, th- those are neat trails. That makes me more excited for it. I would say, I would say uh, now, right now, I'm more interested to see X Men than Spider Man. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. Like uh, Spider Man, I have almost no. But Spider Man doing his Spider Man thing on screen, I think it'll look cool. Oh, that looked boy. really neat from the last trailer uh, we saw. And Jesus, did I forget the movie Captain America? Jesus. <laughs> yeah. uh, but this one looked like. I really not only did it, I we know it seemed to want to undo Last Stand. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems to want to undo Wolverine Origins. As it well. wants to undo a lot of stuff. Yeah, all well, the bad stuff that happened. In the if the if, if the Sentinels went crazy and took over Earth, mm-hmm. so the so the Sentinels show up in the seventies, then they disappear into the two thousands when the previous films take place, and then they must come back and conquer Earth because Sentinels aren't a problem at all for the X Men in the original X Men films. My what you've been reading is like. I saw this trailer and immediately, like, I'm starting Days of Future Passover. Mm-hmm. And oh, what? It's like two issues. Like, it's pretty easy. It's, not, it's 134 pages, so it's not two issues. The original yeah, whatever Days of Future Pass issues, is two yeah. issues. Whatever I got is not two well, issues. There's, yeah, well, that collection, I'm pretty, I think the one you got is the one that's got a bunch of... They did sequel-ish stories to it, but mm. the... That's what's amazing about the original Days of Future Pass to so me. The one with the was, wanted posters up everywhere? Yes, like, but what I'm saying is... Well, uh, what I always thought was very interesting about Days of Future Past as a comic book mm-hmm. was that it was just a one-off, like a two-issue story. They're like, I guess we'll just have X-Men go to the future, and then from the past they fight, and then it's over in two issues. So Boom, the- just done. Like, they barely even cared. Like, it wasn't a big deal to them. Uh, the same thing with Galactus and Fantastic Four. It was mm-hmm. a, like, two-part thing, and then it was over, and then it turns mm-hmm. out, oh, you changed the scope of everything. But I don't need to tell you guys, those issues are way more dense oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. than... Mm-hmm. Anything well, Claremont especially. I was, I was shocked. Like, I'm reading for like half an hour. I'm like, I'm not done with this issue yet. <laughs> they pack how, a lot how in. Did that, how did that happen? Because the first issue, at least in this collection, uh, last week I'm like, I swear I saw Cyclops in the trailer. And it turns mm-hmm. out that was the guy who's playing Beast. He looks, looks, does look like looks him. exactly like James Marsden. Yeah. And James Marsden is like buddy, buddy with Singer. The yeah. main reason he was killed in Last Stand because he followed him to uh, <laughs> Superman, Superman Returns. Yes. But so very just, memorable. So Superman. he could play a boyfriend that's ignored. <laughs> yes. And, and Great he, part. He murder. played regular man. Yeah. But the first issue of Days of, whatever Days of Future Past Saga, yes, they haven't addressed anything that mm-hmm. is in this trailer, clearly, is all narrated by Cyclops. And if you want to pick it up, it's like the one of the best in-issue primers of everything the X-Men have ever done. Have you, do you not remember that, that portion of it? Yeah, no, I remember. It's like, here's where we started. And then Jean Grey came. And then she became Dark Phoenix. And then all this other... Th- and like, it's every st- single milestone the X-Men have come across up to that point. And then he's like, and I'm leaving. Yeah. And then... Okay. I think that Days of Future Past thing must connect issues around Days of Future Past. Because hmm. when I read the Days of Future Past collection as a kid, it was just the two issues. Hmm. The ones that start in the dystopian Well, it's future. like the, the Dark Phoenix stuff is only a hand, is only a few issues. The actual... Mm-hmm. The Phoenix saga. The specific things where she becomes Dark Phoenix and goes and does all the stuff that's then referenced for the next 30 years mm-hmm. is only a few issues. The whole Phoenix thing is around for a lot longer than that, but like the issues that are always brought up, it's the just Dark a couple. Phoenix? Yeah. So... That whole thing is resolved very quickly, but then there's a separate, like, that's like Marvel Masterworks Volume 5. Mm-hmm. But then if you want the Dark Phoenix Saga, it's those plus these other issues that kind of touch on it, plus this thing that came out later that's like an appendix thing. So that's what Days of Future Past is as well. Where it's yeah. like, there's only two actual issues that are the meat of this thing, but then there's all kinds of stuff they could throw in a collection if they want to mm. pad it. 
But then also, it's also worth mentioning that X-Men really weren't popular until Claremont took it over. No. So everything they did before that was kind of Doesn't moot. really matter, yeah. Uh, well, th- like, it, the, like the when Claremont, uh, the, I think it's Burn doing the art where they first run yeah. into Magneto. Claremont new, Burn was when it really oh, took off. That Magneto encounter where he buries, he tries to dump lava. Yeah, <laughs> I love that Claremont wrote well, a Magneto as mega badass. Yeah, like, it was good. He, it's good. The stuff. whole like when they first when the new team, the new team that Cyclops is running first runs into Magneto, like Wolverine's just like, hey, fuck this guy, and then. They are all wanting to fight, except for Cyclops, who yeah. his head thinks we are not ready for this. We're we're screwed. Like this, yeah. he's going to kill us. I read, I don't read a lot of the old issues like you guys do, but instead of making me scramble for Wikipedia to look up what the fuck is he talking about, mm-hmm. it made me. It's twice made me reach for a dictionary. <laughs> what is that word? <laughs> Why are Claremont they... had very thick books. It's, <laughs> it, like, it's it's still yeah. Like wow, I still I don't know. Well, the characters word. would he, say in a. In a panel that's an action panel of mm-hmm. someone jumping, they would say entire paragraphs. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that, that was kind of Claremont's thing. Okay, we should move on. Sorry. Comicsology got bought by Amazon. Uh, wait, what? I, I said I was going to read a couple of responses um, from here. Tranquil Bez says, I'm praying for this to be good. I want it to be good. It looks that way, buddy. Um, and Cody Stovall says, Magneto has to let it go. Let it go. He can't hold back anymore. <laughs> Nothing from anybody? No. That, okay. I also we're supposed to remind you about the power of the laptop. And Bad Boy Eleven says, "I want this movie now." Me too. Yeah, that that last trailer really did for me. Um, oh, it was a really cool last trailer. I well, just I trust I trust uh, Brian Singer to make a good X Men movie. Since then, I've seen Wolverine, and it was I haven't seen all of it. Mm-hmm. Really good from what I saw. It's good. The Wolverine. The Wolverine. The Wolverine. Yes, it's good. Um, you it saw me good. in a confrontation with somebody the day and said, like, the Wolverine is pretty good. I'm like, you're fucking out of line. Like, I thought you were talking about Origins. I'm sorry. No, he was talking about the Wolverine. The Wolverine is good. And yeah, good. Not great. But Singer good. had made a bunch of bad movies. You know, the, the, also the thing with the X-Men, what I liked in that trailer was, you forget just how many, mm-hmm. how many fucking X-Men, like, yeah. Fox has access to. They can put dozens yeah. of X-Men in it, like, each movie. Like, what X-Men haven't we done yet? Here's, like, 20. Pfft. There. Yeah, and that first minute that aired in the MTV Movie Awards, it's it's like we've established who these people are. You haven't generally the, the size of the audience as we get introduced to new characters, they get to use their power effectively once per movie. Yeah, and that but... opening minute is just like here's Kitty Pride being amazing, and then Iceman comes in on a slide, which you never ever see in any of the movies. He frozoned <laughs> the fuck in there. <laughs> he did that. He did that before Frozone. I think your timeline's off. And uh... Incredible took place in the fifties. Anyway, all right, but let's talk about Comixology now. Come on. Mm. Comixology got bought by Amazon. Pretty crazy. Pretty nuts. But unlike the way people reacted to Oculus Rift, mm-hmm. wait, it was Facebook who bought them. Yep. It's like everybody well, hated it. Comixology falls into what Amazon is already doing. Yeah. It's a better yeah. system. Comixology was just doing what Amazon did better. And so better. And then what Amazon does better than Comixology, one thing money. Spend money. No, better prices. Mm-hmm. Way well, better prices. Yeah, their Kindle books are way. Comicsology has good prices when it's on sale. Mm-hmm. Their yeah, sales. That's are what good. I'm hoping. The power of Amazon can yeah. maybe leverage. Like, I think it's absolutely ridiculous that I pay 3.99 for a digital comic book. Mm-hmm. It's just so no. maybe when they can go like, hey, we're fucking Amazon. Like these are 2.99 yeah. at least now. Yeah. I don't care yeah. if it undercuts. I would buy more if it wasn't every time a new issue comes out. It's four dollars. I like uh, no. Comicsology now will do a sale for Spider Man. Mm-hmm. When Amazing Spider-Man 2 comes out. 
Amazon will discount everything Spider-Man related for the entire month. Yeah, yeah. And then hopefully that will trickle into the Comixology. They, 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 the letter from the CEO, which got a top slot on um, both mm-hmm. their page and their app, uh, said, like, we're going to kind of operate like a subsidiary for a while, so no real integration. Mm-hmm. But Amazon's comic viewer is dog shit compared to Comixology. Yeah, the and, guided view is better on Comixology, definitely. Mm-hmm. So that's what, like... Uh, I forgot what I was going to say. Totally, uh, totally blank. Totally blank. Comixology, Amazon, perched. This isn't helping? No. I... <laughs> All right. You know what? Let's move on from that topic then. We've got, uh, we got amazing in the future, but in our past is Captain America, the Winter Soldier. I still want to see it again. First off, I want to just say this was a general note I got from a lot of people. that He was like, you guys didn't talk about Fury's tombstone? I was like, hey, we didn't, and it's we true, didn't. but we all noticed it. Yes. We did, or at least I had a knowing, a I shared laugh. a knowing loud laugh with the audience. So <laughs> yeah. everybody around me knew, like, I saw that, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty funny. It was though. funny, too. It was funny. If, in, it, if you didn't catch it, it was it the went, quote from uh, the, the, thing he, the thing he says is Jules in Pulp Fiction. The, uh, Ezekiel 25, 17. The path of, of the, the righteous, righteous man is beset on all sides by the... Glorious anger. And the tyranny of, of evil, evil men. And you will know my name is the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon thee. I haven't seen this light, red, light up red in a long time, Hank. If you heard me say that, it meant your ass. <laughs> but I'm yeah, trying just, to be it, different. I was worried that like oh don't that I was right when it came up I'm like that's gonna take me out of the movie oh Fury's not it's fine it's fine yeah. it's not supposed to be an emotional moment no it's just mm-hmm. a fun moment mm-hmm. like alright but anyway so first off uh, so last week we asked you know share your opinions on Winter Soldier to go along with our own and we got a lot of positive things out of it I do love when we can do episodes where we just for half of it, for more than half of it, just discuss the most recent comic book movie. Like that was fun, and I, I look forward to doing it again, you guys, with with Spider Man and with X Men and with Guardians of the Galaxy. It's going to be a fun summer, folks. Oh, hey, did you guys also see that uh, that uh, the Batman seventy fifth anniversary cartoon Bruce Tim did? I didn't. I keep meaning to it's really watch good. That. Look it up. It's not as good. I, I was, well, it's not the same as the Superman one Bruce uh-huh. Tim did last year, but it was really I was good. Say, my actual favorite comic of the week, the guy who. Um, the head, the lead on the Green Lantern animated series, did, drew up his in comic book style his experience with the Focus Group. Oh yeah, and like it's it. Bruce Tim is in the comic, and he's like, "I want to read this Focus Group thing." Like, fuck no! And then he meets up with him at the end of the comic, and like, and here's why. That's why I don't go to these things. Here's what they said about animated series, but it's all oh. done in like beautiful comic form. That's about awesome. the Green Lantern guy's experience going to a focus group of children. I love. All right, I want to read that. Don't spoil anymore. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, from the comments of what you guys wanted to talk about, or it, let's first go with our first responder, Aimbot Master, which I I want to assume it's a reference to Aim, the uh, advanced intelligence mechanics idea. I advanced idea mechanics. Fuck. Or I failed. What a big comic book fan. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. All right. Read your damn comment. Okay. Aim Bob Master said, I loved Cap at his own museum. The Hydra tra- twist with, with the Cod Black Ops-esque documentary footage. 
uh, I gasped at, the t- at turning the Iron Eagle into the Shield logo. It was genius, as well as, fu- as Fury's both eyes open line. Mm. That wasn't a racist voice, right? That, that I did this and also, I do like that Aimbot Master has uh, "It's Laser Time, boys" seen from that one cartoon that I forget even the name of it. Uh, so do I. But when it's produced, laser time, put on the 3G space. All right. Uh, oh man, I read another quote. I want to talk about this too, real quickly. There was somebody. They're doing press for the Spider-Man movie now, and somebody asked Avi Arad, "Like, hey, when are you going to oh, do a yeah. crossover I with Avengers?" It. And yeah. He had such a petulant answer. Like, he was like, I am fucking sick of this question. And his answer was said, like, only when we run out of ideas. We've got so much we can do with Spider-Man. We're yeah. not even... Why would we even do it? He's yeah. not wrong, but it's like... No, he is wrong. What, what, is he slamming everybody in comics who put Spider-Man on the Avengers? I think he's slamming... He's, no, he's try, they're trying to find a PR-friendly diplomatic mm-hmm. answer for a question that everyone already knows the answer to. The answer is Sony doesn't want to work with Disney. Like, that's the answer. Sony doesn't want to give up the Spider-Man rights. Spider-Man to anybody and then, yet, yeah. and then to even find make a deal that would have them both in the same movie, mm-hmm. it's like... Well, at this point, Marvel doesn't need them. Like also, they don't need yeah. Spider-Man. They've made a bigger. They've almost made an equally popular character out of Iron Man. Yeah, um, Spider-Man would give a tiny. I would still give Spider-Man the edge just internationally, I would too. but I would Iron Man is a big ass deal. Yeah, uh, but yeah, but they did don't you notice need him. in that clip on IGN? Did you actually watch the video? No, I, I read the transcript. So you should watch the video on IGN because. Unless I was looking at it wrong, Avi Arad's gut is hanging out in most of the interview. <laughs> like, and it's clear like his shirt is riding up, and uh, I'm like, this this isn't down. like a this isn't like a body issue. It's just like if I like why didn't a PR person? Yeah, like if that? I was in an interview and my like my shirt's just halfway like am I am I oh, bare so like his bare gut? Like, yeah, like his <laughs> bare flesh is sticking out, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, wait, why would no? Unless it's like a belt or something that's flesh colored, but it looked like. He's leaning back in a chair, tired of this conversation. Mm-hmm. His shirt is riding up, and it's just him. Well, I don't I think, know. It was, think, it was uh, amusing. I think I think Avi is very. He's old now. He's a lot. He's he's older. He's maybe tired of making super. Movies. I mean, I'd be tired of answering this question too. And also, I think I think there's some bad blood between him and what's who's at Marvel Studios now because he. Uh, they mentioned in the article he is a founder of Marvel Studios, but he's he's a private production he's an outsider. Guy now. Yeah. But he still gets to be in charge of Spider-Man thanks to pro- some ancient deal he he, yeah. he brokered. I guess. But when he was saying like we've got so much we can do with Spider-Man, I was like, what? Like what? Okay, you'll make the Venom movie, you make yeah. the Sinister Six movie. What follows that? The yeah. Black Cat movie, the Prowler film. Like where where do you go from there? Yeah, it's weird because it's Spider- not like X-Men. Spider-Man has a great supporting cast, but they all kind of lean on spider-man in some yeah. way without spider-man it's like it's a solo book it's a solo comic book they're turning into a movie and venom is the only one barely strong enough to make his own spinoff and like even then it's just a black it's it's just another shade of spider-man to most people like yeah and i'm guessing they would try to do some amalgam of classic venom with the flash thompson gun toting venom yeah that'd be cool um, all right so a couple but, more oh, just sorry, in case no, i no. forget this is Winter Soldier related. Uh, I saw a thing on Tumblr mm-hmm. uh, where it's—I don't know that I entirely agree with it, but it was just a fun pointing out of uh, how Marvel movies, especially specifically the last two, have mm-hmm. been these weird anti-establishment mm-hmm. thing, like which. 
is hard because so Iron Man three okay, yes. was basically mm-hmm. a send up of superhero movies in general. Mm-hmm. Like when you get down to it, they like no, we're gonna make a Lethal Weapon movie mm-hmm. and we're gonna make fun of ridiculous villains by making it a, a, a farce. And at the end, he completely throws everything away that was his superhero and grows up and moves mm-hmm. on with his life. And it's like yeah, this was, was basically telling you superhero movies are cliched at this point. Yeah. And then Cap was telling you this subversive thing of like it doesn't matter how secure the government tells you you are it's not worth the steps they're taking mm-hmm. this isn't freedom it's fear which and is you can one just of the... be twisted by one it just takes yeah, one all evil it takes person. is one evil like not even evil but like twisted sense of perspective mm-hmm. deep inside to change the view for decades mm-hmm. and it can take generations to undo that kind of damage see world war Two, like and that was it's interesting like that those these two huge movies that are ostensibly about selling toys and comic books mm. took that route and yeah. not that they oh they should be praised for their daring filmmaking it was just an interesting notion that it wasn't Captain America just yeah pro yay America yeah. smacking flags in people's faces yeah I, I do like that those both seem to want to tell deeper stories than yeah. but but they still delivered on the action yeah well meanwhile I feel like with Spider-Man it's just like a woman will be in danger and Spider-Man will have to save her yeah, like a little bit. Which eh. uh, I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to hate these Spider-Man. She's movies. gonna die at the end. You just know it. You just know it. That's man. why I hope they kill Mary Jane. Yeah, that would be shocking. But Emma Stone seems like she's kind of done with it. She seems everybody's done with it. Anyway, <laughs> Garfield seems to be having a good time. Oh, well, that as long as he's fine. Uh, okay, Blade of Falcon <laughs> says Thor Superman. They should Ma- spend two hundred million dollars to keep him happy. <laughs> Blade of Falcon says, "I'm just going to say that Thor, Superman, Magneto, and pretty much any godlike or superhuman character in a film so far should feel ashamed to be outside shined so badly by a dude in blue tights and a metal shield." True. Yeah, his his powers look so awesome in that movie. Mm-hmm. Super Giraffe says, "I liked the I liked it. The story was solid. And the action was great. The movie really knew what to do with the shield, and it led to some really interesting fight scenes. I found the flirting between Black Widow and Cap a little forced, though overall I liked it. Well, I guess I mean they were fl- kind of flirty, but I was glad they didn't c- commit and go like, oh yeah, they're going to start dating. Like no, they were." They were kind of but in sexy hind- friends. In hindsight, it was it was very fragile. A very conversation between two very fragile people. Yeah, they're both yeah. very. Good. It seemed like well, yeah. I guess they. I remember saying in my brain, yeah. Why aren't they together? I don't. Did they ever get together? No, her and, her and Bucky Cap do. Yeah, in okay. the, I, be- I wonder if that's together. what they're setting up there or something. It's also weird the Black Widow who. Kind of could be in her own movie by now that she's still like you're a co-star in another guy's movie. Again. Well, I get it because I mean they they got to prove that a female actor, a superhero yeah. movie, can work, and it's like she was great in this movie. Like that's I hope the best she role. finally gets to star in her own. I movie. would love that. I like Black <laughs> Widow a lot. Uh, Cody Stovall says it was okay, not amazing, a bit too much Black Widow, who felt too chummy and friendly as opposed to a deadly, deceitful spy. She was a little too comic reliefy at times. I, that I was will kind agree. of her job. I, I, I agree. Really she was a little too happy-go-lucky, but it's also like if that's if that's what she's like in these movies, then so be it. Mm-hmm. But I, I do kind of agree. Uh, things I liked were Armin Zola's appearance, Falcon, so of course, good. except it, when he loses his wings. He says, "Yeah, I don't know." And then uh, yeah, let's see here. F- my thought from Darth Vader X. My thoughts. Fuck you, shaky cam. <laughs> Besides that, it was an amazing movie. <laughs> I didn't think there was that cam. much shaky cam, did you? I saw some people complain about it too. That like the camera never holds still to see action. I, I remember my head, oh, like the Russo brothers, uh, nine hundred helicopter shots. I remember like, moving my head a couple times. Look, to I'm, I'm pretty damn sensitive to that kind of crap. Mm-hmm. Like like 
you get in real tight on the action. You can't tell what the hell's going yes. on. I felt this movie was Bourne way movies. better mm-hmm. about this than most other action movies at this point. The Bourne that movies aren't, bother me. Yeah, that kind of stuff where it's like, don't, don't, don't you dare watch. Don't, don't question what's happening on screen. Yeah, like I thought the whole uh, Batroc fight was was really good. It and was then, great. And yeah. then every scene with him using his shield and stuff, like they were sustained enough shots that you felt you didn't feel like you were having to fill in gaps in your head. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I agree with that point of shaking cam and tight cuts to mask. It's just not something I associated with this movie. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really get that. Uh, Raccoon Hale says, I am surprised at how little it set up Ultron. Yeah. I was expecting something. I understand the movie set up a very interesting world with no shield and Hydra hoarding a staff and being responsible for the twins' ex- existence, but Ultron is going to be coming out of nowhere. Yeah, it. I mean, it's it has true. to be, because we know you have to introduce, in that movie, you have to set up, you don't have to set up Hydra because they're back, mm-hmm. but you have to set up Strucker, yep. you have to set up Ultron, you have to set up Vision, you have to set up Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. That's on top of the fact you have Robert Downey Jr. and the rest of the cast. Well, yeah, you have you have five, no, yeah, you have six Avengers already. Increasingly expensive people to mm-hmm. show up in a movie and I, have powers. Yeah. I wonder if by the third one they're just going to, like, the, the trio, the main trio are going to be taken out in the beginning and they're like... Well, it's only the backup Avengers for forty for sixty minutes of this film. Yeah, I mean, I really feel like either Thor or Iron Man are going to die. And uh, Awkward Loser really liked seeing G- GSP as uh, as Batrock. See, you guys didn't. You guys aren't in the Ultimate Fighting, man. That's and apparently a lot, it let, that let me enjoy the scene. <laughs> no, but George, George St. Pierre played Batrock. Right, I knew a, he was a yeah, UFC he's dude. A famous UFC dude. Yeah, who who also fits as a Frenchman with that with that name. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here and uh, one more Triscuitable says it set the bar a little too high I don't think I'll be able to enjoy much in the way of Hollywood blockbuster action films anymore The Winter Soldier as a film spoiled me that's a that's a defeatist attitude to have towards <laughs> films I think I think we'll still see bigger and better films not many I but... am the more I think about this movie though I really am just like totally surprised and awed mm-hmm. at like I even as a big a Cap fan as I have been mm-hmm. for a long time, I was like, "Man, you're really gonna make a Captain America movie?" Like, guys, I don't know. And then saw it and it was like, "Okay, that was fine, mm-hmm. but it's a big prologue for the Avengers movie." And Hugo Weaving didn't really have a lot to do as Red Skull, even though no. that, that outfit looked great. And I wish there was more to do, but don't make another one, please, because that it'll tank and. We don't need yeah, a stink. We don't need a. Successful. We don't need a clunker on our hands. Mm-hmm. And I was like, count your blessings. You made one. It made some money. Now get out. Don't make another cat movie. Have Cap co-star. Mm-hmm. And then they did. Oh no, we're gonna make probably one of the most successful ones and critically acclaimed. Yeah. And 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 uh, in an in, inarguably fine film like mm-hmm. action movie. Like just yeah. blah, how how <laughs> how did this did this happen? No, I yeah, it was great. It really That's why was. I'm just hoping. Guardians of the Galaxy can live up to that. All right, so after that conversation, we should talk about this week's question of the week really quickly. Ooh. A lot of talk about. Uh, let's have a lighter one, just real quickly. There have been. Uh, we have had a lot of talk about no product placement. Questions. Product placement. Right. It's a bit like rape mm. of your eyes with with ads. <laughs> but uh, somehow not the same. No, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> I apologize. Uh, but anyway. The yeah the the product placement in in all these films is is getting overboard. But I wanted to think let's pitch product placement for upcoming mm. 
superhero films, uh, like for the Guardians of the Galaxy or for Avengers 2. And let's imagine the scene as it plays out, or in Superman versus Batman. I will go with the first one that I think when uh, when they're out in outer space, Mm -hmm. a million miles from Earth, the uh, that that uh, that Star Lord will then go like, "I'm thirsty." He'll go like, "I need a Diet Coke, (laughs) Coke Zero. They just. I'm glad I imported these all the way from Planet Earth. Photoshop's Mm -hmm. welcome, by the way. And then he'll and then he'll take. Then he'll actually like. Uh, get out of some jam later on by giving That's Diet great. Coke to another to another alien race. Well, to- topping my favorite one, which has to be Fantastic Four doing a fight scene in full front of Fox's upcoming oh, fall lineup, yes. including a uh, new Whopper. That's yeah. pretty great. Uh, I would like. Though also, to they see... said let, there's a Hemi in it. They, in, oh. they did that in the Silver Suit. Uh, Those are great movies. They're great movies. The, uh, also, Fantastic Four. Everybody. If I had to make. Like here's a good one. My my impre- did you see the last episode of Community? Yes. That's all product placement and hilarious. Uh, I want to see buried treasure, <laughs> buried treasure. I want to see Batman and Superman versus Batman somehow hack everything with a Cisco logo. <laughs> everything that there is. I don't think Cisco would be would approve of that. But they'd be everywhere, and he's even Batman could turn and scream. It was Cisco, so it was difficult. Excuse me, Ben Affleck. It was Cisco. So it was it, <laughs> difficult. <laughs> uh, Again? That should be his, his delivery as Batman. Uh, I didn't know they were jokey. I was thinking of an actual... Well, okay, do you have one you remember? I was just I was thinking, I was just thinking uh, you replace Siri with a squawky voice of Ultron. Mm. And, I don't know why they haven't done, like, and I, they basically just replace it with like, "What do you want, Meatbag?" And uh, yeah, it would be yeah, it uh, would be Spader. James Spader talking Did to you like, you know? I can't wait to hear his voice. Yes, and that'll be Comic Con. That's the craziest mm-hmm. thing is when I think about Comic Con this year. Hate mm-hmm. going, mm-hmm. but it will be up to my eyeballs in Marvel movie news because yeah. they will have to set up Phase Three. Mm-hmm. They'll have to announce what they are. And they'll have to show Ultron. Mm. It's their last. It's the only chance they got. So they're going to show. <laughs> you're going to hear his voice. That'll be great. And, and you're going to. They're going to have to announce Doctor Strange. Pro- mm. And Cap Three is already out there. But that means what else is it? I hope Batman. I really. Well, yeah. We'll get. I bet we'll see the Batman suit. Mm. I hope they show. I hope. But that uh, movie's so far out now. Twenty fifteen. No, yeah. Twenty. No, no. It's twenty sixteen. Yeah, that is kind of far out, man. But Far I think they'll wait till next Star year. Star Wars, there will be Star Wars. Ooh, I bet. Yeah. yeah, you'll hear. Well, that's anyway. Anyway, we could probably do a question of the week about what are we? Yeah, looking for? that's so, con- look. We'll look forward to Comic Con next time. Sure, sure, sure. But uh, br- plugs. plugs. That's the word. Uh, later time. Uh, we talked about this week with our special guest Tim Turry. Tim Turry about- previously guested on this. Show. Yeah, he did. Uh, recommended Archie and Sonic comics, mm-hmm. or excuse me, Sonic and Mega Man comics from Archie, which I recommend as well. Um, but we talked about not only what our backlogs are, but how we deal with them and maybe how to better deal with them. Because it wasn't just to like say, here's what I haven't done, mm-hmm. but like, how do you deal with something? When do you officially write it off completely? As the comments pointed out, it is a very first world problems episode. Who but gives a was, shit? Uh... I hate that. First world pro- I have to go live in a third world country so I have problems to talk about. Did you take the uh, did you take problems? the BuzzFeed quiz on how privileged you are? You should have <laughs> cut off, did you take the BuzzFeed quiz? No, never. I took the how privileged you are one. I was pretty privileged, it turns out. Yes, mm. we are. We are pretty privileged. And that's why we don't the first want question any is, underprivileged are you people listening to the show. It's not for you. 
<laughs> Brett. Uh, VGEmpire.com, video game music podcast. Uh, this most recent episode is against type in that it's Grand Theft Auto, so it's the... F- but... It's the first three games, mm-hmm. so not mm-hmm. Vice City, not San Andreas, not, not Flock of Seagulls, not the modern mixtapes that the series has become, but rather uh, the in-house bands and music kind of made for the game or mm-hmm. lesser-known acts that showed up in those games. But we've also done, you know, all kinds of stuff: Shinobi, yeah. Earthbound, GTA, Donkey Kong Country, TMNT, Persona, Parappa the Rapper, all kinds of stuff. That GTA one was hosted, well, co-hosted by Greg before yeah. before he shaved his head. So, like, I don't know. I, how have you seen that? Where is the story going? Oh. I just was surprised how much his, how shaved his head was when I saw him last. Oh, he does that occasionally. I, anyway, <laughs> uh, also cheap podcast. We just had the WrestleMania one, which. Man, I listened to it, and and when Dave recorded the post-Raw one where he's talking about Ultimate Warrior, like, sounds sad. Like, Dave sounds like it really... that You must have recorded the day it happened or the day after. Cause I'm it, guessing, yeah. It sounded like a real downer, him talking about we, it. We recorded, what, like 12 hours before the Ultimate Warrior died? Yeah. No, no, no. We, no it was about two we, the, the cheap podcast We was recorded like, 36 mm-hmm. hours before mm-hmm. he died, because he died Tuesday, mm-hmm. mi- 5 o'clock Tuesday. And oh, we you're right. You're Sunday, right. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, to, yeah, but and uh, also Vidya Game Apocalypse as well, which true. I believe Brad uh, is on. It was on the most recent one, which was about uh, remakes, video games, video game remakes that actually mm-hmm. remade the game, not mm-hmm. like HD upscaling kind of thing. The the image for it of uh, of Samus reminded me of an article of yours I found recently, which was uh, from Get Old Games Rare, which was every image of Samus in her underwear was. Uh, I don't think else. I don't think underwear was in the title, but. <laughs> It was all the it was all the end game screens of Samus outside of her suit put in put in one article. Did I do that? <laughs> you did, Urkel. You did, Urkel. <sighs> Boom! Beat you to it. That's because uh, I'm the host. But no, I, I'm trying to. <laughs> I'm really trying to remember because I remember most articles I did. I don't remember. I, I remember doing an article that was like, "Here's Samus's." Is it an, an oh, a one big screen that has all of them in one image? No, it's a, it's like multiple screens. Like here's her, here's it from Zero Mission. Here's it from uh, Oh, Fusion. I do remember here's this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's not her in her underwear. It was like Zero suit. here is the, all the end screens and what you get for beating each time. Like because they're different. Yeah, okay. Because Fusion and Zero Mission do a lot. There's actually like good epilogue stuff in there. So there. All right. Sorry. Okay. So until next time, Excelsior. Excelsior.